In this episode, film photography is experiencing a real surge, but is it sustainable? Hey everybody, Keith Dotson here welcoming you back to another episode of the Fine Art Photography Podcast. In this episode, I'll be mentioning some brand names. None of these were paid sponsorships and none should be considered as endorsements. If you're a photographer and if you consume media related to photography, you've no doubt seen a lot of buzz about the return of film photography. I saw a headline a few months ago that said the demand in film actually impacted the silver market for the first time in years. It made me wonder just how real is the rebound of analog film in photography. Old cameras, at least those in good condition, are getting harder to find and are selling at higher and higher prices. Just a few years ago, you could buy a vintage Hasselblad for $500, and now they can easily go for close to $1,500, depending on the model. Some retailers are once again selling point-and-shoot 35mm cameras, and some are even stocking film, if sporadically. Even as large manufacturers like Fujifilm are discontinuing traditional favorites, niche players like Cinestill, Film Photography Project, and even Japan Camera Hunter are introducing new or repurposed film stocks. Lomography offers several very distinctive color films with a lot of personality, films that make a very unique statement. Ilford just announced that they've expanded their affordable Kentmere brand of black and white films to medium format, and Kodak expanded its popular Kodak Gold brand earlier this year. A recently published article from Canada's McGill University titled Flying with Film says that film sales doubled between 2009 and 2019 after an all-time low. Reasons people are rejecting digital for film or more likely supplementing digital with film photography are as varied as the photographers themselves. But the authenticity of the film photography experience and the look of film photos is the reason that's often cited. Film cameras are easy to use, taking us back to the fundamentals without a lot of deep camera menus and settings to decipher and remember. With a film camera, it's just aperture, shutter speed, and ISO, and of course the choice of which film to shoot. Like many of you, I started photography in the before times, the era when everyone shot on film because that's all we had available. I learned to use a darkroom in high school, but my skills didn't really improve until digital photography came along. As a dad with a young family, the ease and affordability of digital helped me improve more quickly because I could burn through the frames without concern for cost. With digital, I was able to shoot thousands of frames, experimenting, seeing what works and what doesn't work. Since I was a professional graphic designer, I always had a Macintosh and Photoshop, so it was easy to open and manipulate the digital files. They say you need 10,000 hours of practice to become excellent at something, and digital helped me get through those valuable hours of failures and successes. So now in 2022, as a person who shoots primarily digital, I have to credit digital photography for my career. But even as a digital photographer, I still thoroughly enjoy the mechanical sensation of using a vintage film camera the clunk of the shutter, the ratchet of the film advance lever, the joy of gazing through that big, magnificent medium format viewfinder. It just feels more visceral. I've always enjoyed collecting old cameras and occasionally I'll take one out to shoot a roll of film. This summer I pulled out a dusty old Pentax K1000 with the kit 50mm lens and loaded a 24 exposure roll of Tri-X into it and carried it everywhere I went for about a week. It felt nostalgic the camera dangling on a nylon strap from one shoulder. It also felt liberating. No huge camera bag, no spare lenses, no tedious camera trickery like focus stacking, not even a tripod. 
I enjoyed it immensely, and what's more, the resulting photographs were pretty darn good. There's no question that my Sony a7R4 with modern lenses is technically far superior to most film cameras, but I recently unpacked my old 1977 Hasselblad 500CM and began shooting medium format again, and I've noticed that in some situations, film seems to actually hold the light better than an electronic sensor, as though the sunlight is actually captured in the film. Maybe I'm romanticizing, but sometimes film really does give a different and subjectively better look than digital, and I'm an artist, so I'm allowed to romanticize. I've been shooting Tri-X and T-Max, and recently discovered Cinestill X, which is my current favorite. It's a Kodak black-and-white cinema film that's long been used by the motion picture industry. Cinestill recuts and repackages it for medium format and 35mm. When I get the scans back from the lab, I don't have to adjust anything except for maybe sometimes straightening out the horizons. Oops. The sharpness and contrast is incredible. There's no fudging in Photoshop or Lightroom, no converting with Nick Silver effects. I blow up the scan frames on my screen and sharpness, film grain, and contrast are just gorgeous. I've even started offering prints from some of the film shots in my portfolio. But for me, I'll always be a digital photographer first because I just don't have the confidence to rely solely on vintage gear which is prone to quirky behavior or even outright failure, or in my own skills shooting film. There are just too many potential points of error for me to remove digital from my workflow completely. And while I might shoot with my Sony in wet weather or snow, there's no way I do that with my Hasselblad. And I haven't even mentioned the escalating cost of film. But YouTube and Instagram are filled with people who prefer film over digital. An article by the German news service Deutsche Welle said that 20 million photos are listed under the hashtag film is not dead. And that was in late 2021, so it's almost certainly way more than that now. They attribute the popularity of film photography to young people and quote the American film photography enthusiast Jason Comerfeld, who's known for his popular YouTube channel Grainy Days, as saying that analog photography you get a real image on a negative rather than just ones and zeros on a memory card. Nothing against Jason Comerfeld, but what about serious big-name photographers? Of course, many big-name artists have always used film. Michael Kenna shoots with a Hasselblad medium-format camera. Sally Mann is a large-format shooter, as is Gregory Crudson. Edward Brzezinski shoots film, and so does Andreas Gursky. Clyde Butcher was able to get vast prints from his large-format negatives. Film director Vim Vendors is an avid film photographer, and while he was working on the movie Paris, Texas, he shot some amazing landscapes of the American West using a medium-format Makina Plabel. But he's also known for his Polaroid photographs and his panoramas made with a Fuji GX617. So back to my initial question, how real is this film rebound? According to a September 2022 article from Pop Photo, the silver market experienced a 19% increase in 2021, about 3% of that bump caused by the manufacture of photographic film. That article says a lot of that demand was for x-ray film, though. A surge of people getting medical care after putting it off because of the pandemic. But a portion of it is the resurging popularity of film in photography. But according to the article, the film resurgence isn't fully reflected in the 2021 stats because those numbers were still suffering from the effects of the pandemic. For example, in 2021, Hollywood productions were still curtailed, and Hollywood is a huge consumer of 35mm film. And the pandemic created a slump in the use of extremely popular instant films like Polaroid and Instax. Don Franz, the editor of Photo Imaging News, claims that film labs are, quote, starting and restarting film processing lines. Franz attributes the additional demand for silver to instant films, 
single-use cameras, and silver halide photo papers. But Potphoto says his optimism is overblown, claiming that their review of market stats indicates that those things really don't create that much additional demand. And while the 3% bump in the market is noticeable, film sales are still way below where they were pre-digital. A previously mentioned Deutsche Welle article quotes someone from Kodak as saying they are excited and optimistic about the future of film. And also the eBay confirmed that there has been high double-digit growth in sales of analog photography gear in the past few years. And Marketplace.org reported that The Darkroom, a California-based photo lab with online ordering, has seen a more than 20% annual increase in 35mm film being processed since 2018. So I guess the question I've been asking myself is, will the film resurgence sustain, or is it a trend or a fad that will eventually tail off once people tire of the look or maybe the price of film photography? According to several articles I read, including one on Petapixel, a variety of experts and at least one study have confirmed that the demand for analog photography shows no sign of abating. However, that study said that people are quite price sensitive and would love to shoot more film if they could afford it. And the study identified a perception that major companies care more about profits than actually growing the analog market. Having said that, it's worth noting that the Eastman Kodak Company announced in October that it was hiring more than 300 people to assist with meeting the rising demand for 35mm film. And finally, that study identified strong desire for companies to release new analog cameras. This is something I've been curious about. How hard would it be for Hasselblad, Canon, or Pentax to release new versions of their classic film cameras? Leica just released the M6 for the first time in, what, 20 years? Now, obviously, Leicas are aimed at the luxury market, but perhaps if the M6 sells well, other camera makers will follow suit. That's all I've got for this episode. Regardless of what you shoot, film or digital or both, have fun and keep shooting. As always, links and sources can be found in the show notes, and a full transcript is available on my blog at iCatchShadows.com. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again real soon.